Tanya for the first of other. Uh, first, a quick story. Um, Rabbi Shayev Krasti, before he became a famous Rebbe, as a young man, he once spent a Shabbos by Rav Shmuel of Darug. And um, while he was there, Shmuel of Darug, this is how I understand the story, received a letter. And in that letter, it was a, or maybe it was a public letter of some sort, completely um, 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 attacking the, the character of Yeshua Christ, a very, very aggressive, very horrible letter. And during Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon, Rishaya laid down to go to sleep. And his host, Shmuel Darek, took the letter and he sat down next to him and he read a line, two lines, and then he looked at the face of Rishaya of Krasir, and then he shook his head. And he went, he did this entire letter, line, two line by two line, reading two lines, looking at his face, and then shaking his head. And then when he finally finished the letter, he said, if a person could sleep like this, it's all a lie. This letter is, this letter is not true. So it's a beautiful story, so deep. We don't have the time to analyze because they send you this One quick introduction. At the very beginning of the Tanya, the Altar Abbot said that the purpose of this Tanya is to answer the questions of all the people that come into Yechidus. And we've done 25 chapters. It's brilliant what the Altar Abbot has created. And now we're starting to see, moving forward in the next few chapters, what the Altar Abbot means by answering the questions. Because a lot of the a lot of this is going to be troubleshooting. It's going to be questions, answers, questions, answers. The Altar Abbot is going to be... D- dealing with putting us through what he what he was listening to as people came with him complaint complaints saying i'm trying your techniques and it's not working that's what's really going on as, as i understand but starting from chapter 26 and moving onwards let's move now there's an important rule that needs to be made in addition to everything that happened until now until chapter 25 this the, there are things that need to be clarified because you know it doesn't always work so smoothly is a critical principle and is one of the basis basis of the Tanya. When a person fights someone else, people, two people are wrestling. Each one's trying to fight the other. If one of them is way stronger, but he's feeling lazy and defeated, lazy and sluggish, he'll easily be conquered. Doesn't matter if he's stronger, if the other guy is he has alacrity and the, and, the, and the stronger person is feeling weak and lazy, he will be defeated. This is the principle of chapter 26. If you want to win, and we're talking all about this war, the animalistic soul, the ego-driven soul versus the godly soul, which wants to connect the godliness and control the body and let the body be an expression and thought, speech, and action of the godly desires connecting to God. It only work if a person's happy. If a person's sad, it will not work. And now, now I'm saying, okay, well, you have questions. And some of the questions are going to be pra- pragmatic and practical. Some of them are going to be more based on sources in the Torah. There's a rule in, in Torah like this. When a person has sadness, he should he should use utilize that situation to improve and become better. From all depression, there should be an advantage. So someone obviously showed up to the altar, as I understand, and said, wait a second, you're telling me I always have to be joyful if I want to be successful, but isn't there an advantage to being sad? Because when you're sad, it, it can lead to improvement, it can lead to growth. And the altar says, no. Sadness should have a 
growth that comes from it. But the sadness itself, as the, even the, the phraseology is, is, is worded, there's nothing good about sadness. It's just if, if you happen to be in a sad situation, at least utilize it. That's the point. At least utilize it. Don't put yourself in a sad situation. Sadness is always bad. Always bad. There is a profit to the sadness, the joy that follows the sadness. But the sadness itself, not so much. When a person utilizes this, then they could go back to the beginning part of the passage, which talks about joy and gladness. The passage itself is talking about gladness and joy. And saying if a person has a broken, if a person has a sadness, at least it should be a prophet. The point is, sadness itself is not something you want to aspire to. And that's the reason why if you notice that Arizal, when you're making the, 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 the prayer order of do it, at the very end of it, and that's the reason why this puzzle about being joyful is mentioned that Arizal is trying to tell us, be sad that it's been destroyed, be sad by your sins, fine. You picked a moment to be sad, but forget, don't forget, after the sadness is over, you need to be joyful. Because you have to serve Hashem with joy. And the advantage of this joy that comes after the sadness, that's the whole point of it. Because the sadness is like darkness, and the darkness is, is the advantage of the darkness is only when the light comes in, then that darkness that was previously there lets the light shine so much forth because it's being contrasted against the darkness that was, that was there before. Other than that, there's no use of darkness. And the author says, if you want to understand about, about joy, the Pasuk says that because a person didn't um, serve Hashem with joy, then they're going to be experiencing uh, hardships. And the, and the Arizal's explanation of this passage. So another person tries to talk to him and says, oh, hold up. This is, no, this is not a sadness because of just sadness. This is a sadness because of issues in my life. So says How does a person stop himself from being sad about worldly things? And the Chachamim say, just as a person blesses on the good, of course, things that don't look like good, he needs to bless on, on them all. The Gemara says, what does this mean? A person needs to receive all things with joy. Just as someone is joyful when they win a million dollars, it's revealed. So too, when something is tragic, they need to be happy as well, which is very hard. The Torah says, this is where, what a person needs to aspire to. They shouldn't be um, focusing on their sadness. Ki gamzu. The revealed good is the is the two letters of Hashem's name. The the concealed good is the second two letters of Hashem's name, and the. Or the, the opposite way around. The, the yud is the is the is the is the concealed one. It's higher. The point is that Hashem loves people that he that he that he gives um, um, trouble to. And of course, we shall only know revealed good. But the point is, a person that has troubles in their life, they should realize that Hashem loves them even more, and that should make them happy.
very hard level to achieve. But that's what all type of saying. but we don't have the time to go through this so so at great length the point of the idea is like this Hashem has goodness Hashem has goodness there's a high level of goodness which is concealed in this one until the coming of Mashiach and then there's a lower level of goodness which is goodness as we see it in this world when a person receives troubles in this world that's a higher level of goodness it's a sign that Hashem loves them even more hard for a person to internalize but the Lord says a person should be made aware of this and then slowly try to work on realizing there's not a reason to be sad but there's a reason to be joyful what about if a person says okay you're right I'm not sad about these things I shouldn't be sad about these things but I'm trying to be happy so that I can be successful in the first 25 chapters of Tanya. The problem is, is that I'm sad about my past. I have dreadful things I've done. My spiritual whole standing isn't in a place where it's supposed to be. What do I do now? I'm sad about it. So now that's says a person has to be very careful with this. The Yetzirah will come along and make the person feel very depressed about his spiritual standing in order to get him depressed. And that's how the Yetzirah wins. He gets depressed and he does more of errors. So somebody's in the middle of davening, suddenly start feeling depressed about their ears. What business do you have in the middle of davening when you're supposed to be serving Hashem with joy? You suddenly start feeling sad about your ears. It's definitely a Sahara. So the second you start feeling sad about your ears, you throw those thoughts out of your mind because you're abandoning and you're in the driver's seat. What if a person in the middle of business? If a person in the middle of business, middle doing regular things, middle having breakfast, and something starts feeling dreadful about their sins, says Altair, it's the Yitzhahara coming along to make the person sad, so he'll, he'll feel depressed. Depressed people are more prone to doing bad decisions. Full stop. If he suddenly has this thought about his um, a sad a thoughts that make him sad because of his spiritual standing, says so Alter, hold up, where is his love of, of God and fear of God that suddenly just comes to him? Oh, it didn't just suddenly come to him. This is a plan. The Yetahara, the, the animalistic soul, wants very much for him to think about these things in order to make him depressed and make him do sins. So whenever the sad thoughts come to a person's head, the says a person should think in the in the head like this. This is the right time for thoughts about sadness, even dreadful sins. Not the right time. So the person starting to feel sad about the spiritual situation, they throw the thoughts out of the head and say, "I need to keep much." Later on, but the idea is like this a person should think about these things in very specific moments. I'll explain later on how it works. But the point is, a person could sit down, think about it, say, These 10 minutes, Thursday night, I'm going to think about my sins. And then he's done. And he doesn't think about it for another week. And any other time, he thoughts about what a wicked, horrible, dreadful person he is. He takes a thought and he throws it right out of his head. He says, this is definitely the animalistic soul trying to make me sad and trying to get control. And I need to be happy. 